Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 140. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm joined by Tom Smiley, but there have been a lot of changes. There have been. We we might not have recorded, uh, according to SoundCloud, maybe seven seven months ago was, was our really? was our last upload where we talked about the Legacy Pit event. That but feels like it was long. There have been. <laughs> That it probably, that's probably when I uploaded it. We recorded way before. Uh, <laughs> man, so many things have changed. I can't, uh, I can't believe it, bro. So I'm on a new, new computer. That's probably that's what you're talking about, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Just the new computer. The fact <laughs> that we're talking again. Not drastic changes in both of our lives leading to complete <laughs> upheavals. But we're back. We're back talking about magic again. It should be fun. Yeah, bro. Holy shit. Like. So I'm in uh, I'm in New Hampshire. Where are you? I don't even know where you are. Okay, so I am still in Lynn for okay. the next fourteen days, uh, wow. until until the house closing happens and I move again. Um, I know that you last time we talked, you were in Ohio, correct? Uh, and now you're back in New Hampshire, so that's a big change. Yeah. I um, am am downsizing my life by 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 uh, a person and uh we just ended up selling uh selling the house which ended up being an absolutely crazy experience and uh and half of my time will be uh, a lot more open again so i i won't have to deal with a lot of the stressful things that have been happening in my life over the last year or two and uh yeah uh it'll be it'll be a little different damn dude i i can't even imagine like you know i'm always uh always available and all that but holy shit i mean you seem to be uh taking things in stride yeah well i mean like i honestly like i didn't see it coming i was making like financial plans for like to be here forever and i completely misread the situation didn't really have a full understanding of everything that was going on and covid like really took a like really took a toll on a lot of people's relationships yeah. And I thought it was just grinding through COVID with a kid, and that's what everybody was going through. Uh, and it turns out, it, it turns out, it wasn't just that. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, I'm doing about as good as I can for somebody that found out that was happening to them uh, a month ago. Dude, I, I'm really sorry, man. I, I obviously I didn't see it coming. I, it's not that I am around you guys that much, but you know, that's wild. Fuck yep. I. Yep. But I got to play Magic for the first time in a long time last, yeah. uh, last a few weeks ago, actually. I played in a, a Legacy Modern Pioneer team event, so I got to show up and play Legacy, and uh, hadn't played Magic since the pit, um, and we we made 625 bucks or whatever it was. We uh, we chopped top four. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that. Doing a, That's oh, awesome, yeah, yeah. We, we, we crushed it. It was great. You didn't give an um, update, so I, I just figured, uh, you know, whatever happened. Yeah, um, sat down, sat down from a t- uh, across from a team of like, like uh, legacy modern standard ringers. It was killers, uh, with, right? It was like Snook and Shields or some shit. Uh yeah, Snook Shields and uh, Nico. Um, yeah, yeah. In round one, and we like we 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 got the ball rolling. Um, Who were you playing with? Uh, so I was playing with my friend JT and Marcus. Okay. Uh, there was a little bit of drama because JT asks, asked Mike Rapp to play, and Mike Rapp was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I can make it. And then he showed up and played uh, on another team with Zach, and JT was oh. like, oh, this, motherfu- this motherfucker doesn't think I can play. Wow. Really, he was probably like, I don't want to play with like a washed scrub like Smiley anymore. Let me Bro, get, that's, let me get so, off this that's so rap, though. That's so rap. <laughs> we, said, we said no edits. <laughs> we said no edits. So, so we're yeah. not editing this at all. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Mike and Mike Mike's awesome. I'm just fucking around yeah. with him. He was he would have played modern anyway though, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. So we got Marcus to play modern, uh, and he crushed it. And JT uh JT played some mono red, I think, in Pioneer. Maybe it was red black. I, I don't actually know. Oh, uh, Pioneer, I don't know what any of the standard. cards do. That's so right. Yeah. Pioneer's not that far off. Like I I would play Pioneer before I play Modern. Like, I feel more comfortable playing Pioneer at this point. I got you. So I haven't played any Pioneer. Uh, and I did know some of the cards I was kidding around. You played, like, a, a mono red aggro deck. They're the same cards as Legacy, right? Oh, yeah. Mountains. <laughs> Just without mountains the Master and... set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I mean the 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 meta and what people were playing were kind of crazy. There were like maybe half the field had like a traditional legacy deck. There was a lot of like, oh, there's legacy in the format. Like you have some legacy cards, come play Nick Fit or whatever. Like I played against Nick Fit twice. Wow. And I think I won three games by Force of Willing Veteran Explorer. And it was, like, absolutely the right play. Um, yeah. Wait, so, that, you, so you played the same deck or no? Uh, okay, so I played I played Just Guy Stoneblade. I changed a few cards, obviously, yeah. because Ragavan got banned the last time that I played Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was more Merktides. Um, uh, right, very close. Right. Yeah, very close to a similar deck that I played at the pit. Um I know uh, Arwill was playing Just Guy, but he wasn't playing Stoneforge. He was playing Dragon Rage Channeler and uh, and just some more tempo cards. In general, which, you mean not in this event, right? Uh, no, 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 yeah, not in this event. He played that at the um, the Buffalo his his tournament, the Buffalo yeah, Chicken Dip cool. thing. Um, <clears throat> our Discord is still alive, even though our podcast hasn't been. No, so yeah, bro. Listen, hold okay, on. so hold I heard on. our Hackbird. Patreon is still live too. Is that true? No, so I suspend. I've I, I have okay. suspended it uh, temporarily. Gotcha. Um. But I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure there were some months where it was left on, and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. But like yeah. Tom, uh, I was talking to Tom earlier today. I was like, "Hey, we're recording." He's like, "Oh, dude, I just upped my Patreon." I was like, "Upped your Patreon? What the fuck?" He really, like, he really did. I thought that you told him time? that. I thought that you told him that first, and he's like, "Oh shit, they're recording. Let me like, yeah, that's let me what make happened. sure they actually do it." Maybe I said today, and I meant Monday or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, I definitely, I definitely saw that. Yeah, I told him probably, I guess, Monday, I guess, whenever we talked, I don't know. But the, so anyway, the Discord is actually, like, a live, Hackbert has been holding it down with cooking videos. Nice. Um, Matt and Rodney are in there. Oh, I sold Rodney a bunch of magic cards, not legacy stuff, I'm not getting out of legacy, but I had, like, all of that old standard modern bulk stuff like just a, a whole mess of stuff that he loaded up his car with bro this is all right this is important so we're going to remember to talk about this but i just want to interject really quickly because i will forget this mm-hmm. i listened to our last episode to try to remember uh what our podcast sounds like you know <laughs> like i listened in the car just now i listened to like uh the beginning and end of that episode yeah and I never said that uh, I, I actually I like Rodney. It turns out like we we hung out with him down in uh, DC. Yeah, he, the he pit. he's a well, really cool kid. He really is. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, you really had like some Rodney. comments about his driving. However, yeah, Rodney yeah. Rodney is amazing. But I never said in the episode like yeah you know shout out Rodney or whatever. Maybe you probably did because you drove with him. But uh, I just wanted to say he left a very good impression on me from that event. He got me my cards. He bought other cards off me. And uh, he was just a cool kid to hang out with. So, yeah. Anytime I need cards or want to sell cards, I absolutely go to him first. Yeah. Uh, he's he's just great. So, yeah. Actually, so what did you sell? Uh, uh. Okay. So I put the picture on Twitter. Which you you might are you gonna get back on Twitter now that he, now? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, um, my account is gone forever, but we, we'll get you a new one. We'll yeah. get you a new one. Um. But uh, it was. God, uh, five or six four-row long boxes full of bulk, three or four fat packs full of bulk rares, a fat pack full of um, actual like money rares of things that I had more yeah. than four of that weren't fetch lands um, or were like uh, foil commander things, like like casual format things people want. Yeah. Plus from um, twenty. 13 to 2018 I had full because I was working I was like judging and working staff at Grand Prix and packs I would get basically paid in product so I would open up the product and build set binders so it was basically at, like full set binders rares included of everything in that era Jeez. from like Theros block through um the second the second release of Zendikar that whole thing Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah, I was like flipping through the binders and there were like, there was like 13 recalls and the new Eldrazi and he was looking for modern stuff and he's like, oh, you actually have collective defiances? He he like flipped right to the binder to open it up. Is that Um, the red one? Yeah, that's the red one. That's the three, the three costs choose whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Damn. Oh, maybe it's not defiance. Maybe it's brutality. It's the red one. Whatever the red one is. No, the black one's brutality. Okay. Okay. 
the white one I thought was, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever. Okay, um, maybe I said the name of the white one. I, I don't know. But anyway, I know the red one's good. But that's uh, that's crazy, man. I, I just moved my collection across the country. I moved it to Ohio for no reason, I realized, you know. Well, I mean, you had you have to have it with you, right? Like I'm, I'm moving. I'm like, I'm not letting the movers touch my actual collection with the good stuff. So right. I have a few of like the, uh, like the larger Tupperware uh, boxes with um, with all my decks and like the important cards and binders and everything that I'm moving myself. But my movers come, uh, in in a week and a half, which is like it's absolutely insane. It's that I'm that we're getting out of here, and it, also it's absolutely insane. Like what happened with like the housing market and all of that because we yeah. bought two and a half years ago right uh so i sold i sold my set of power we bought the house for 390 390 we, yeah you know how much we sold it for 825 or something like Sit, that? Oh, in the in the sixes like oh okay i was shifted on both these numbers i was shifted by 200 oh okay yeah so our when we bought our house there was like there was no bidding war. It was in not an awful area of Lynn, but Lynn isn't like yeah. a super desirable city. It was still affordable two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now everything is sort of becoming gentrified. So our neighborhood ended up becoming like, oh, like this is this is where like people are looking to buy now because it's in the price range. Um, but still, like seeing a seeing a return like that in two and a half years is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. It's the same return that I, I knew you had, but I, I was just off on the numbers. But yeah, my uh, my wife's family we were hanging out with on Easter, and they were talking about I don't remember like exactly what we were talking about, but it was basically like neighbor, you know, bad neighborhoods or whatever, mm-hmm. comparing places, and they were saying something about not wanting to be in Lowell, and I was like. Well, I mean, it's not like it's Lynn or something. Everybody, it was like a record scratch. Everybody like looking at me and like nobody wanted to tell. It's like you have a fucking booger on your face or something, you know? <laughs> I was like, like oh, right? Like, isn't it isn't Lynn bad? And they're like, no, Lowell is so much worse than Lynn. Lynn's like a fucking IPA beer. Well, so like the Lynn's weird, right? Because they're used to. So there's there's three pretty distinct sections. There's the downtown old industrial area. Yeah. Which, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, pretty, pretty bad crime rate, not a great place, right? There's the area of Lynn by Linfield, which is called Ward 1, where yeah. now the homes are anywhere from 800 to a million dollars, 800,000 to a million dollars. And there's the area on the water and the area on the Swampscott border, which, like, everything except the downtown was always fine. Now those areas are, like, they're priced like Linfield and they're priced like Swampscott. But the downtown area that used to have a ton of crime, all those old mill buildings that used to have really cheap apartments, now are uh, purchased, refurbished, luxury apartments that are like three grand a month, or $400,000 lofts because it's right next to the T. And they're developing the area on the waterfront down on that side, which used to be a dumpy area. But now they have a ferry into Boston. They're talking about expanding the Blue Line to Wonderland. And that whole area is going to end up being like Station Landing in Medford, where like Lynn used to be a place that you would talk about and be like, oh, high crime. Like, that's not a place to be. Like, everything is just becoming gentrified, where if you were to try to go rent an apartment in Lynn now, uh, for the people who are living like outside of the Northeast... It's twenty five hundred dollars a month for a two bedroom to rent in Lynn. It's it's crazy. Fucking hell, dude. Even Lowell. So I was looking at places in Lowell because like I'm I I, I want to try to find another place to buy, and all those old mill buildings are becoming lofts and they're they're beautiful. Like I'm sure some areas of Lowell aren't great, but all of the cities in Massachusetts that used to have these like really bad reputations that are that are closer to Boston. They're all they're all getting pretty nice. Wow. Yep. How's uh, West Roxbury? West Roxbury was always nice. That's oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So that right like that's 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 not Roxbury Roxbury. Yeah. But even Roxbury and Dorchester, like old old apartment buildings are getting converted into condos that are five six hundred thousand dollars, 
that, like, everything is sort of getting pushed out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chelsea, like, Chelsea used to be dumpy, and now Chelsea isn't bad. Or all, nah, okay, now <laughs> some parts of Chelsea aren't bad. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, everything's getting gentrified, and it's all getting crazy. Damn, dude. That's wild. Yeah, we're looking up here. It's, it, it's like, fucking unbelievably hard to find a place right now. I know. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to Swampscott because I have housing options there. Uh, but it's not it's not owning. It's so not, temporarily? Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm, I'll walk away with a very good amount of money to, to make things work. But, like, now I just have a whole bunch of extra expenses because I'm not splitting things, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be 100% on me. Um, and even though I was carrying a majority of the load mm-hmm. before... Um, having to do everything is, is, it'll be a little tight. So we'll see what happens. Damn, dude. Yeah. So the, I think the question in everyone's mind is, are you still raiding? No, I mean like my, my mentality when it comes to that is I have so many more important things to do, uh, that I, I, I play, but it's not like it used to be. Dude, I, I I fucking called that shit. What do you mean? Somebody's like... (sighs) Oh no, Tom's going to be raiding twenty four seven now, and I'm like, no, he's going to be raiding a lot less. Yeah, like because I knew I would personally be. Yeah, so a lot I less. thought, I thought, I thought that everything was fine, and like we had sort of like a deal where we had our responsibilities set out, and mm-hmm. uh, like I would have time to do that. Um, and it, it turns out that we just sort of moved too far apart, and uh, I didn't see it coming because I was I was doing other things. Uh, but there wasn't a really lot of communication um, leading up to that. So, like, I guess in the two years, year and a half before I found out about it, um, th- there were some other things going on that I just, like, uh, I wish I knew. So that's uh, where we're at. But I'm I'm playing twice a week for a few hours. That's it. Um, gotcha. And, like, it's fine. I'm not I'm not doing what I was doing before. I just, I don't have time to do that. I have so many more things to focus on now. Yeah. Because, uh, dude, like, it's been it's been 12 years. I haven't been single since I was 30. And I need, Whoa, to, I need really? to get back. Yeah, fucking 30 years old. Dude, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I turned 42 uh, in June. So I got to get, I gotta get well, back in game shape. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that you'd been with Alyssa that long before you got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, five, five years before we got married. Wow. Yeah, and then we were married for seven. Uh, set. Wow, seven. That number. What? There's, there's a name for that. Um, you gotta play. You gotta play the lotto. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my home buying plan is now scratch tickets. It's going to the liquor store and buying a scratch ticket <laughs> every time. Every time I buy whatever I'm. Bro, drinking. the liquor store right next to my house is called Smiley's. I just put that in the group <laughs> chat, and you didn't even you didn't even respond, bro. I didn't. Smiley's. I didn't see it. I was oh, too yeah, busy. It's... I was too busy getting divorced. I'm sorry. I'll go back <laughs> and look at it. <laughs> yeah, bro. I walk out the door, and it's right there, Smiley's. So where are you in New Hampshire? Uh, we're in the Airbnb in downtown Dover. Okay, nice. Just until we find a place, but like, dude, there's literally twenty two places on zillow like, yeah i i look i look every day and every day i lower my standards for what my expectations are because there's nothing available and like we just sold this house so we understand how the pricing works and all of that yeah but it's just insane in fact we um we actually like the deal might not get done and the house might need to go back on the market because the uh, pr- the independent appraiser for their lender had a $70,000 difference between the agreed price and what they appraised the house at. Um, and even though the com- all the comps line up with what they bought the house for, mm-hmm. um, he won't, or they won't go back and re-look at the number that they gave. So, like, our real estate agent was like, I've never seen this happen before. Yeah, what um, does that even mean? Uh, it means that the bank won't approve the loan oh. for what for what the people agreed to buy the house for because the appraiser put a value at it that was significantly lower than the purchase Do you the know if they're price. in an arm or not? No, no, no. Uh, fixed rate. Yeah, okay. traditional traditional mortgage, 20% down, fixed rate. I wonder rate. if that's what the bank is 
Like if they're playing games, because so they, they have don't to. Like that. I I know they had a they had a good rate locked in, right? Um, and that's one of the reasons like why they wanted to really get it done. That's but the, why I the think appraiser the has to be independent from the bank. Like they get hired, but there's sort of like some wall of separation. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's like that that it wouldn't be in, there wouldn't be any funny business with a bank saying like listen. Give this a low appraisal so we don't have to we don't have to issue this loan because more because rates rose or whatever. Oh yeah, I, I mean I think what I just proposed could even be illegal. I'm just saying. It yeah, I I definitely think it is, but uh, yeah. I think that uh, the appraiser uh, was new or just a incompetent fuckhead. Um, so one of those two. Yeah. I don't know oh. which one. That's crazy. Yeah. Fucking a, dude. Well, I I just imagine like the person who just stumbled in to listen to a legacy podcast. Like they started playing legacy like six months ago. Oh, I know they're like really excited to talk about eighty card death and taxes, and they're like they've done nothing but talk about houses yeah. and divorce. Like somebody posts on Reddit like the dead format's back, and they're they're like this is the most knowledgeable two absolute <laughs> fucking geniuses. It's like it's like you know Stephen Hawking and uh, Albert Einstein talking legacy. And here we are, twenty minutes in, you know. Well, this is legacy now, right? Like you, we started well, as a legacy podcast, and now we're a lifestyle podcast. And like, <laughs> if you've played Magic: The Gathering for twenty to twenty-five years, you you might end up being in the same boat that I'm in. So I'm just like relaying <laughs> some information, keep your finances straight, get a <laughs> get a prenup. I listen. I can't. I can't really complain because she knows how much my magic cards are worth. Obviously, yeah. and like I'm not getting raked over the coals. The custody's great. There's no support. Uh, we're we're sort of ending it as friends, uh, as friendly as it can be, and like we're going to be great co-parents and all that. Just that things look different. And uh, I was sort of like too, I don't know, like too clueless to see what was happening, and I thought that. Uh, I, I had things straight, and I didn't pay enough attention to the things I needed to. So that's that's the part that's on me. There's a lot of stuff that isn't on me, but I could have I could have done a few things better. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I've uh, it's so funny because uh, another one of our mutual friends, I found out about him the same day I found out about you. Um, I think you know him. I'm not going to say his name, but I think you know who I'm talking about. And. Uh, it was a pretty similar scenario too. It's like COVID just like did a number on people, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so outside of COVID, right? You had your own, you had your own separate routines. Generally, you'd leave the house, you go to work, you'd come back. The yeah. time that you would spend around your significant other would be a lot lower. When you weren't around them, you sort of had your own thing. And when you came back, you'd always like sort of catch up, and then you'd want to do things together. In, in COVID. I mean, two two years of being cooped up in the same house the entire time, it just, like, it made it so that you craved those other things that you weren't doing before, like being right. out with friends and being out with other people. And, like, I mean, everybody just kind of got, like, resentful and, and grumpy. And I thought that was just sort of happening to everybody. And then uh, sort of to deal with that, I guess everything sort of shifted apart. And uh, I was... Yeah, now I'm here doing episode 140 uh, a year later after playing Legacy one time. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's like the you know the absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. Like, yeah, dude, have you true? I got to flip a Delver and cast a Stoneforge Mystic, and that felt way better <laughs> than getting divorced. <laughs> Fucking a, bro. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I was looking at, like, legacy decks today, like, the you know, the challenge results and the the League 5-0s and all that kind of shit. And it's, like, it feels a lot like this podcast right now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like we're everything at... is different than last time. Well, I mean, is it really? Like, if you look at the actual competitive events, it's all red-blue. And everything might be different, but, like... Uh, now compared to the pit event, there's no Ragavan, but it still seems like a lot of things are kind of the same. 
I don't. I would. I wouldn't say so, man. So there, there is a good amount of red blue still. Like it's still the Delver deck, right? Right, but in the in the competitive event, like the actual like PTQ or whatever they were calling it, uh, it was six six out of eight red blue, and that was only that was like a month ago. Yeah, but it seems like every subsequent event, and I understand like the weighting is is different, obviously. Yeah, but every subsequent event seems to have gotten farther from that, where like. It seems like the lands build, like the, you know, the eight mulch lands now, mm-hmm. and combo decks in general, um, are really, like, and, and I mean, I'm counting depths as combo, de- you know, not the combo decks that would lose to blue-red, but the combo decks that are good in a blue-red meta. Yeah, like, like the, 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 land, and, the land-based blue-red. I'm thinking red. of elves and depths, particularly, mm-hmm. seem to be, like, really ascendant right now. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I... Okay, so I have been paying attention to Legacy, even though we haven't been doing the podcast, but I've really only been trying to pay attention to the competitive, the more competitive events. Yeah. Um, like, to see what people are playing at the Star Cities and, and the, uh, the higher-level online things. And, yes, those decks seem like they are doing better, but they're doing better because those are the ones that have a positive blue-red matchup. So if you look at the format overall, it, it starts with red-blue, and then everything branches from there, right? So, like, it is still a Delver-dominated um, or Delver-centric format, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, you could just say a blue-red Delver-centric format, right? Because it's... I don't see any other Delver. Decks. I mean, listen. There's some of us. There are some oh, yeah. people that are like, "Look, you could do blue red, right? <laughs> but why? Why not add white? And then you get Blood Mooned, and you're like, uh, okay, like that's why you don't do blue, blue red white. But um, there, there are some other options. But yes, the blue red Delver core is like really, really the most efficient one right now. And cards like Merktide, Merktide Regent is a stupid fucking magic card. Especially when you take a look at what that shell does. Just like churning through cantrips and dazes and you're like, I will play a two mana 7-7 flyer. Um, And the drawback is that it's blue and it can get pyroblasted. So blue-red's playing like two or three pyroblasts in the main deck to deal with it. It's, uh, It's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah, that card is just... It is what it is, but holy shit, man. I I, uh, I hate that it's blue. I mean, I've said this a hundred times, but... But I feel I, like... I really so let's say you could blue. change the color, right? I think if you did that, it would make it a more egregious magic card. Like, imagine if Murktide Regent was red. Then you couldn't... No, it couldn't be. You, the, we, so the Delve colors no, are sh- buff. Sh- 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 imagine. Imagine that it was red. And you couldn't pyroblast it. Like, it would be more stupid of a magic card. Like, I, theoretically, it could be black, right? Like, you had Gurmag Angler. It, it could be, in my opinion, it could be five blue black or five blue green. Okay. And I think those are both preferable and still, like, the card's going to still get played, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Definitely. I was just saying the, the fact that it is blue... Obviously, yeah, you can that say, like, is oh, good, it's blue, right. it pitches to force. But, like, in the format right now, the fact that it's blue is a liability because the main way that Delver decks are dealing with it is literal pyroblast. Yeah, it's not It's not really a liability so much, though. Like, it, it's a liability that's blue at all, right? Yeah. That you're saying because it gets pyroblasted. Yes. But it being straight blue lets you keep mana tight, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes. So, like, on the balance, it's, you know... It, obviously, on the balance, it being blue is better. But if you could change the color, then uh, and and make it red, it would be a better card. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know, man. I'm glad I sold my Ragavans. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I yeah. still have them. I gave well, one still a modern card. I right? gave they're one to sold. Matt to put in his cube, so I have three. Okay. Um. Yeah, I said anything that was remotely legacy playable, uh, I kept. 
and it's insane. Like I was, I was like sorting through all of my stuff to make sure that there was no bulk in the long, the no good stuff in the bulk long boxes that I was getting rid of to uh, to Rodney. Yeah. And I'm going through one, and I was like, oh, like here's a here's a playset of Mox Diamond. Here's uh twenty Beta Power Sinks. Here's what? yeah. Okay, so. Remember when I lived in Danvers and we, we, we were doing the podcast on a regular basis and like we we're yeah. talking about like specs and things to buy? I found like I found twenty beta power sinks that I bought. Uh, I found like thirty Arabian Nights Kurt Apes. Um nice. like a, a whole bunch of um of cards that I just bought a bunch of cheap on TCG player a long time ago. Yeah. And um yeah, and uh, I'm I'm glad that I did that. I found all those alpha unsummons that I had too. Yeah, I, I dug those. I dug those up. So, damn, dude. Yeah, I wish I I wish I had just bulked a lot of the stuff. Not bulked it, but you know what I mean. Sold it. Mm-hmm. Because like hauling it across the country twice was just such a mistake. Yeah, it's like it, like I I didn't weigh it, but it was like 400 pounds of magic cards. Like I yeah. I would rather not have to do that. Definitely, bro. Like, I don't need more than a long box at this point. Or, not a long box, but, uh, like, one of those five rows. Okay. Yeah, I I am still... If I could go through my collection and really trim it down, maybe I could get to that point. But I'm at, like, a, a, like a full, large tupperware size box of deck boxes that are all full of cards. Yeah. Wait, that's what your collection is now? Yeah, look at one of those, like, uh, I don't know, three foot long, two foot tall. Like, oh, big, yeah, that's perfect. That's where tons. I want to be. Yep. Yeah, that that's exactly where I want to be. So right now I have one of those plus two of the five row things. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, a bunch of binders and, and sealed boxes. I got you. Yeah, I got rid of all of the binders and sealed boxes except for one binder that I have some expe- expensive stuff in that isn't in decks. I just um, bought 16 boxes of Throne, too. Did you really? Yeah, like a fucking... You're talking movie. about trimming down your collection, know, and you bought 16... C- because they gross. were 110 bucks each, bro. I had that, to do it. Is that even a good deal? Yeah. Well, oh, I mean... I'm sure, I'm sure it's a good deal comparative to the market, but, like, MSRP right. on boxes is, like, 76 I don't know when Throne was out. Oh, not MSRP. Uh, retailer cost. Right. Yeah, okay. I yeah. think it was already like 80 by the time Throne was out, but anyway. Okay. Um, my friend bought a pinball machine and needed cash, so I, I took him off his hand. Okay. Six job pin. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I really like <laughs> Throne. Like, I feel like Throne... So this is actually... I haven't talked about this at all on the podcast. I got really into uh, Kamigawa Limited. Is that how you say it? Kamigawa? I've never actually said Kami, that word I think it's Kamigawa, it. but I could be wrong. Kamigawa. Uh, it, does, but, it doesn't sound right either way I say it. But. Okay. Yeah, you, you had said, we had talked about it off the podcast, and you had said that you uh, you like this limited format more than anything since Throne. I think yeah, that's what so, you had said. I wanted to hate it. I really, I truly, I, I didn't want to hate it. I, I didn't expect to like it, I should say. Like, I, I didn't like uh, the art, the preview cards I saw. Look, like, it just looked like every other set. And I was like, uh, fuck this thing, you know. And I just had, like, uh, tickets, play points, whatever, in my account when I logged in. And I was like, I'll draft it. And I drafted this set at least 20 times probably close to 30 times i got absolutely crushed but i loved every second of it like it's just a beautiful it was a beautiful draft format and that now you know now we're on to ncc whatever the fuck the name of the set is new capena is that how you say it so i i thought that it was capena it could be capena <laughs> i know it's got crime you families and yeah, I, I, yeah, I have no I idea. Say I, I cube, I, I cube draft, and uh, that's what I do now. Actually, we drafted, uh, we drafted in person, um, some of the Kamigawa stuff. So I had, I had one draft where uh, we we cracked some of those packs, and it, it like it was fine. Um, 
but I'm pretty much just playing Vintage Cuban Legacy right now. Yeah, it's not really, um, it's not really like a cube sort of draft. Like, like if you enjoy cube draft, you, I probably wouldn't necessarily enjoy Kamigawa. You know, yeah, it's is not it like more high powered draft or anything? It's like this weird synergy kind of format with a lot of very deep, sort of somewhat concealed synergies. Like some cards that just look absolutely horrible, but can be in the right deck can just fit like a glove you know it was a really weird format man i i I played at least like i was saying like probably 25 drafts and i was still learning like every single draft i was learning a lot about it and i i really like can't get over how watsy's able to keep churning out these incredible draft experiences well uh they could do it with the tremendous amount of fucking money they make if you yeah, take true. a look at how much money they've made over covid uh yeah we were doing the podcast when there was that whole like spin-off watsi from hasbro conversation that was going on with the yeah. with the capital group um but i mean wizards wizards and hasbro make a ton of money and um their limited their their current limited format is a huge driver of arena and like they they true, have true. to make it good you know what yeah, i mean you're, you're right i don't so. even think about that but you're absolutely right about that that's that's probably like front and center at this point right yeah well i so i'm i was super super excited in our group chat to talk about how huey is now the uh or william jensen is now the uh organized play like wait is he called william jensen now oh yeah he's been he's been william jensen for a while he's not well, like I know that's his name, but like, does he not want people calling him Huey? Uh, well, I think that that was more informal when he was younger. The Pro Tour announcers and everybody call him call him William now. I mean, I used to call oh, him Billy. I used to call him Billy, but like he that's yeah. that's his brand now. He's an adult, and uh, they I mean they brought somebody back who was like who was about that life and knows knows like what great experiences come from yeah, organized yeah. magic and like I think they're. I think they're trying to rebuild it in a way that people want. I know there's going to be a whole bunch of different names to all the events they're having and all of that. Uh, but I think it's a step in the right direction from from Wizards basically like canceling all of that and leaving a whole bunch of people that played that game for such a long time at a high level to be like, all right, the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, And we've talked about this before. Like, the pro, the pro scene was like pretty important to me i think and and even though i wasn't like aspirationally going to be a pro magic player or anything it was just like a cool thing to have around you know yeah or even even like you would or i would i i would remember sitting down and like watching the streams of star city events or the pro tours in the first the first week of a new set release right and you get like you get a feel for what the format's going to be like and you're like yeah. frantically scrambling on tcg player to buy up cards that you like have noticed you think are going to be like super powerful with the way things are playing out now. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I bought I bought a hundred uh, uh, of the blue Theros card that was a two Thassa. one. Uh, no, the not not Thassa, the one that made Master of Waves, the one that oh, made tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember I remember buying like twenty of those after or during a pro tour. And then having nice. the order canceled on the next day. Oh fuck. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's what happens, right? Yep. Yep. True. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. I th- I didn't know that, uh, or I, I don't know, I guess exactly where that's all at right now. It's probably uncertain, right? I think there was a post about it that I read, that I was excited to talk about it, and then I forgot what the post was. It's <laughs> like it's on it's on Twitter some day, somewhere when you get when you you get your burner account set up and make that yeah. your new main. Uh, you can you can take a look at that. So was there an announcement too about um, returning to a block structure, or am I imagining this? I think you're imagining it, but I might have been out of the loop on that. I think they're still doing one shots. So I have this one friend. It's funny because he I don't think he even plays Magic. I think he's just like a really big nerd. And whenever there's like a big Magic story, he'll send it to me. Okay. Um, I mean, this kid's such a fucking nerd he played elden ring dude listen i think uh, i don't know if i want to tell this story 
But when, <laughs> but yeah, uh, when I had the news broken to me, I was playing Elden Ring and I was like trying to process everything that was being said to me. And I just sort of like disassociated. So now I can't like log in to play Elden Ring anymore, oh, even no. though I was having like such a good time playing it that like having that happen Dude. at that moment ruined the game for me. No. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's it's funny uh what i told courtney about you know the the bad news or whatever yeah and she's like oh he's he's maidenless now oh uh, no <laughs> I, I can't remember if I, I guess i didn't tell you this but i was uh she was like i was trying to play but i was like telling her to mm-hmm. and she's like why why did it happen and i was like i don't know and she she kept trying to like ask me like why and i was like because uh because I guess he was playing too much Elden Ring or something, you know? And and she's like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then uh, the the next, she's like, you need to call Tom. You need to call Tom. So, like, two days go by, and she's like, have you called Tom yet? And I was like, no. She's like, you haven't called him because you haven't stopped playing Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, like. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, so, we, I mean, we used to do all that stuff together, right? And then there was some point where we sort of moved apart. Like, she stopped playing cards. She stopped playing as many video games. Like, yeah, we had yeah. the kid. We were doing our own separate things. And then COVID happened, and we just, like, I don't think I changed that much. Um, she changed a lot, and we were just in different spots. So yeah. we have we have different plans for the future. Damn. I get to go be a degenerate gamer again, though. Yeah. And Legacy Pit yeah, events dude, you're coming back out. on Team Incel. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, October 1st and 2nd, I will be in Richmond, Virginia, dude. avoiding uh, her father-in-law to go play oh, some Magic right. the Gathering. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that was your uh, special town. I know. And uh, Actually, my my I have an aunt and uncle who live there, too. And I'm not like, like I'm not going to have the kid. I'm only going to be there for a weekend. So I also need to uh dodge them because every time they see a facebook post of me being in virginia or maryland <laughs> they're like so you were here again and you didn't see us and i don't need to like i don't want to go through like yeah like i i i go play cards and then i turn around and i drive home like i do yeah. the whole thing just to do this one thing and i don't have any time so nobody tagged me in anything on facebook saying i'm going to be in virginia next uh next fall dude i'm so pumped though it's gonna be it's fucking, fucking awesome the legacy dude that was so much fun last year and like this is a perfect year right like is it one year apart uh yeah and actually like it's going to be in a much better venue because i've i i went to there was a legacy grand prix that was in richmond and that tournament hall and uh what was it i think i think leaving a legacy ended up renting out a bar for the night at the end of the tournament I remember drinking significantly going there. I can't remember if you were there or not. I wasn't there, no. Okay. Yeah. I think that was where I met James for the first time. How, shout out. James hum, humans, Hep- humans of Magic. Oh, James Hugh? Yeah. Not my son, that, James. That, that guy's name's not even James Hep. It's Tom Hep. Yes. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom Hep was there, too. Tom Hep was out for beers. Yes. James was there, really? I thought so. Huh. Bro, yeah, I've been no, he to was. James. Unless I'm, I'm, I'm mixing James, up like Legacy Grand Prix, I'm pretty sure James was there. Yeah, probably right. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But dude, he is fucking. He is Shanghai and Shanghai right now, bro. That kid is. I feel bad for him, man. Why? What's going on? Or he's just like. He's oh. just been locked in his fucking apartment for twenty days now. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know they went back into quarantine or whatever they were doing. Oh, dude, yeah, Shanghai is like, it, it's there's some crazy shit, bro. Like, I can't do it justice in any reasonable amount of time on this podcast. But I got you. Been some, oh. some crazy shit. Well, I hope. I hope. I hope he's doing okay. I uh, haven't haven't been paying as much attention to the world news, given given home news taking yeah, yeah, taking sure. precedence understood man yeah yeah it's really crazy and it's i guess it's spreading to beijing now oh no they started they started they weld the fucking doors shut dude 
Like in apartment buildings? Yeah, not 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 apartments so much as I guess they are apartments, but you know what I mean, like more like high rises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weld like the gates shut and stuff so that people can't get out. I mean, they give them food. You know what I mean? Like they they take care of people, but they make sure they're not fucking going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wow. wild. Yeah, they they don't fuck around. It's like Wuhan basically, but now it it happened to Shanghai and it's starting to happen to Beijing. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the James update. Yep, I we should do an episode with him soon. Yeah, I mean that would be awesome. He's you know, like he's not fucking going anywhere. I guess <laughs> <laughs> might as well might as well report a, record a podcast with a bunch of shitters. Yeah, um, for sure, bro. Man, man, it feels weird to be back doing this though. I know, right? Like. You want to take you want you want to take a look at the last challenge and go through and go through the undefeated deck list and talk about sideboard choices with cards we don't know. I don't know if I have the heart to do that. No, I don't. I fucking don't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Remember when we were like used to? Uh, obviously, we were doing it every week, and we we're like, yeah, we're gonna do it. And we're like, all right, we did our 20 minute intro that the people actually want to listen to, and now like. We have to we have to talk about <laughs> magic, so let's pull up the deck list. And yeah. every single time we go through, it'd be like, "This is fucking awful." Yeah. But we need to get whatever whatever amount of time, and then we'd have Lawrence on every six weeks to like yeah. brighten everything up and make it fun again. Bro, I didn't. I never felt like it was uh like we were trying to to make time. You know what I mean? Like I never felt like I, we were trying to fill time or. Oh, okay, you know yeah, I mean? maybe not, maybe not fill time, but like to yeah, do the that's service. How, that is how you framed it, though. To maybe do that's the, how you felt. Yeah, like, but like for the, all of those times, and maybe by the end, I was like, you, you yeah. understood this, yeah. where I would be like, we well, don't have to fucking do this. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was with you on that part about not wanting to do it, but I, <laughs> I never felt like we were doing it to, to eat up time. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was a responsibility to the community or something. Yeah, you're right. You know what we we failed. We failed. Bro, how we had is it? we had an episode that we just sat on and didn't release. And when Buffalo beat New England, I told myself I was going to put it out. <laughs> I was going to put it out because we had lots of conversations about the Bills and the Patriots and thing. Yeah. And I just didn't. Dude, is is that gone? No, it's still on my computer. It's in the next. It's in the next folder. I still haven't edited it yet. I keep like during that. Uh, yeah, that might have been like a like a large bout of depression mixed in. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't separate COVID. Yeah, and... you definitely must have had something going on. Yeah. It. Uh. Yeah. But that that did get done. It's, but it's there. Oh, dude, that's so funny. I I figured that you just lost it and weren't telling me. Like, like maybe it didn't record or something. You know what I mean? Or like, uh, you when you went to, when you finally went to edit it, you realized you didn't even have it anymore or something like that. No, it's still there, and oh, I, I I didn't even really need to like edit that much of it because there was. Well, nothing... that's the thing. I was like tr- racking my brain, like, what did I say in that episode that was so bad? That yeah, no. At our it? at our peak, I think how fun the podcast was was directly related to how much we had to edit. You know what I'm saying? Like when we were really clicking, I had yeah, to okay. edit out a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but there wasn't there wasn't much that we had to edit out on that episode at all. Yeah, that's what I thought, man. I like because it was a long one. It was close to two hours, if I recall. It was. It's always long when you got Nate. You know, they they don't call him rambling Nate for nothing. But he, uh, you know, we we tried to keep him in the rails i thought we did a pretty decent job of that so uh turns out from the discord conversation that we have with nate and my friend matt that nate had opened up for matt's band at some point really yeah oh that's crazy yeah how's matt doing matt's doing great uh Is like really still teaching still doing music no no oh no no no. he's um he is uh i don't know the exact position but he's in the higher-ups at Anderson Window uh, and basically doing infinitely better than uh, a teacher could do. Um, and he's still playing Magic and he's still loving it. And we, we draft every once in a while and get to talk. Um, but he is not teaching and he calls me a sucker every day for staying in it. <laughs> Damn. Bro, that's, like, that's the thing right now. Like My friends that you don't know from Connecticut, like my high school friends. Mm-hmm. 
some of them were teachers and like half of them aren't anymore yeah well i mean covid covid fucking sucked for teaching yeah. this year has sucked for teaching generally when there's times of like rapid inflation teacher salaries don't keep up with what's going on in right, the right. in the general economy so like you have a field that requires advanced education yeah. that doesn't get paid a lot that basically has been bull- like a bunch of bullshit you've had to do a bunch of bullshit for the last 3 years that like people aren't going into the field and people are choosing to switch careers and then for the people that decide to stay since there aren't enough teachers and you're not getting paid comparably because of changing conditions, you, you get more kids in your class because they can't fill the positions, your job gets extra bullshit, and then more people leave. So, like, yeah. it, we're in, like, a really negative feedback cycle of understaffing um, and coming out of a time where, like, y- you can imagine the kids sort of... The students aren't on track to where they, quote-unquote, would be before COVID because of everything that happened during COVID. Right, right. So you have to adjust to that. And it, it's really a completely different ballgame. Like, my school, right? We have 10 positions that we're trying to fill for next year. We're not going to fill them. We have some class sizes that are in the 40s. Like, 40 kids in one classroom with one teacher. And Lynn doesn't pay as much as the rest of the North Shore does. It's like... It's a bad spot to be in. We're getting a new contract, so I think that next year will be better, but it definitely won't be better than going into the private sector. So we have a few teachers who are, a few math teachers who are leaving to be, um, actuaries, right? Yeah, to be actuaries. And, uh, we have some teachers who are retiring early because like they, they just don't want to deal with it. Um, but I'm worried that we're not going to fill our positions next year. It's going to be big class sizes with a few like, permanent subs that don't really know how to manage a classroom and it's just going to be a shit show but dude it's so funny you're talking about like the economic realities of teaching and stuff and i'm like thinking back in my life like i i remember first grade so it would have been 91 92 for me Mm -hmm. my class was 40 kids and we had a young teacher she was probably like in her you know 25 or something yep um and they ended up having to like hot re- rehire this this old retired school nurse or something to like just be in the classroom with her to keep us under control. Yeah. And like kindergarten wasn't exactly like that. It was like 25 to 30 kids, but there was like an AM session and a PM session, you know. Yeah. And then second grade was kind of like that and then and then it got better. So that was probably like you know, coming out of that 80s economy. Like, I never really thought about this until this moment. But, like, that was probably what happened then, too, right? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I think it, it varies depending on the ages. The, usually the younger... Well, yeah, the, yeah. the younger... The, the ages of the kids, I mean. The, usually the younger classes are smaller. Like, my kid, right, my right. kid has 12 kids in his class. Oh, uh, I never had that, but... The elementary schools are usually, like, much smaller class size, and usually they get bigger as you go on. But, I mean, it might have been it might have been a product of that economy or not being able to hire... Uh, yeah, it's just it like it, education's a pretty tough place to be, given that if you're if you're a teacher in Massachusetts, you're required to get a master's. And if right. you take a look at like other jobs that require uh, an MS in math, and you take a look at the job stability of teaching, like I have nothing to worry about there. But right. you take a look at like the scaled pay. Like, imagine that teaching was, uh, like, an actual full-year position. I know that teachers hate to do this because they're like, you do so much planning and you're really working 50 hours a week during the, the school year and all that. But, like, you get you get a great eight-week vacation in the summer. If Even if you sort of scale up the salary based off of working those two months, you're still, you're still behind what somebody with that education is making in another field. It honestly probably working an easier job than teaching because in addition to not getting paid a lot, like it, it is a hard and grindy job, especially now for sure. There's so many things that I was about to say, but I, I know you don't want to edit. So I'm no, like, no, no, no. Ta- okay. I'm biting my tongue so hard. Okay, right good, now. good, good, good. What, no, but what, give us a, give us a hint. Can you just no, whisper I'm not, it? I'm not even going to go there, but I will say, uh, so you're just committed. This is sort of parallels your marriage, right? Like you're. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. So you're not leaving teaching. Yeah, I that I mean that was, uh, yeah. I just like, 
the the I don't know change scares me um being in a position that I can see myself in through the end of my career that gets me like the minimal things that I want uh like I'm I'm fine with that if like if there was a job offer that I saw that I was like wow like I would I would really love to do this then maybe I would like um maybe I would venture out to that so what if I what if I told you yeah that Elon had asked me personally <laughs> if I knew any math geniuses to help work on the new algorithm. Now I so my starting at starting at two fifty. I mean like that. Yeah, any salary that would be like that would be worth. He said he he only wants whites though. <laughs> that's that's Elon's personal thing. Is that for real? <laughs> no, dude. Now, because now I gotta edit. Like you, oh, I'm sorry, bro. No, it's okay. I didn't know if there was like a racist Elon like subreddit. Like I didn't like. Oh no, no, it's a real about. thing. It's a real thing that he's being accused of being racist. Now. Oh, okay. So it's a you're making a comment on a real social situation. Yes. I yes. don't have to edit that. I just didn't get like I didn't get it. No, yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. It was like it's it's like a thing today and yesterday. Okay, I didn't know that. I have so I, I try not to follow the Elon news yeah um i feel like my life is better when i when i don't have to turn on my computer and see updates about marcus mark zuckerberg and elon musk a lot you know what i mean i can't even imagine at this point because i've been off i've been off social media since what february 21 so 15 months Mm -hmm. almost I can't even imagine going on Facebook at this point. Like, I, I can't imagine it. I've had to go in a couple times to, like, get a picture of someone for, like, yep. a meme or something. Yeah. I. But, like, I, I'm, like, in and out. Yeah, you know I've just I mean? been, like, posting, or maybe not even, just, like, uploading pictures of my kid and, like, recording the last sort of months that we have with everything that's going on. Uh, like, you started T-ball on Saturday and I'm the coach. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've been, I've been coaching T-ball with him. And I guess I didn't upload any pictures of that because I was coaching and I couldn't take them. But uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm just on Facebook to check things like that. How seriously are you taking the coaching? Uh, okay, so listen, I went to I went to Dick's and got a whole bunch of practice stuff, like the little wiffle balls and like one of the um, foam uh, hand-eye coordination like batting sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like had this whole practice, in envi- like envisioned with these kids, right? Like all I was gonna do was I was going to have them practice hitting on a tee and run to first base. Easy. Yeah. Something that they can do. That no, went fine. Run to third. Yeah, okay. Well, listen. They started to run to third, but then we got them to run to first. It was okay. I wanted to show them how to at least attempt to throw. Like, to step and to throw, right? Uh, and that started out okay until somebody tried to f- somebody fl- flew a kite in the outfield. And as soon as somebody started to fly that kite, their attention focused to flying the kite. So I lost them, right? So now they have so no focus. So this is in Lynn. Was it like a drug deal, the kite, or was it? No, it was a, it was a legitimate kite. Oh. Right. Like, we use drones now here. Come on. Gotcha. Um, okay. Now, after that, uh, two kids sort of went off and started digging uh, in, in shorts, the shortstop area. And when I asked them to come over to try to try to pick up some ground balls that I was tossing to them, uh, they told me they weren't gonna they weren't gonna do that. They were digging for treasure. Um, I thought I lost another kid. Uh, oh, dude. Because, listen, uh, um, but as as soon as they got distracted, it kind of all fell apart. But it was great for the first twenty minutes, and we had our first game on Saturday, and the other team only had three people show up. Oh, dude. Um, so, like, it was, like, we did we did fine, but I think we were the only t-ball team that actually had a practice and met beforehand. It's, like, it, honestly, like, it, I, it's just going to be a show up on Saturday mornings, have the yeah. kids put their uniform on, say nice job. Like, it, I, I just want to make sure they have fun with it. But um, I, I had plans to do, like, actual practice stuff and that, like, given, it's just, it, like, it's not, it's not that type of thing. Yeah, I can't really imagine it, like, with the kids. I mean, I, I, I my brothers are a little older now, but they're, they're just fucking impossible. Maybe they always were impossible, you know? I don't know. 
I don't think I think maybe we're looking back. Maybe maybe we were impossible, but looking back on it, we thought that we weren't. But in right, that's what we I'm were. saying. Maybe you it know? is. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like my brothers, my youngest brothers are a lot different than my older my oldest brothers. Mm-hmm. Because like I I was like involved with uh, or not involved. I wasn't coaching or anything. I would go to my my younger my next younger brothers like games when he was four or five. You know, soccer, yep. football, that kind of shit. Yeah. And the, then this, the, like the next crop of brothers, it was totally different. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely changed. But I've never like I. This is my first time coaching like really little kid stuff. Like I coached right, high school right. baseball, and I uh, yeah, like this is I, I, I. They don't need baseball gloves really. Like they, I shouldn't even break out a real bat or even the so, like the um, soft core actual t ball balls. Like they would be absolutely fine with a wiffle ball bat and a wiffle ball and not having to not having to deal with getting hit by a real baseball. I think that that's probably better for them. Bro, I just remembered T-ball was where I first learned about getting hit in the balls. Like <laughs> I, I never knew like that that hurt, you know what I mean? Like I'd never yeah, got James will still balls. wake me up by coming in and jumping on my bed uh, sometimes there. So he knows the effects okay. of somebody else getting hit there, but I don't think he I don't think he's ever he got he got hit by a baseball when we were doing some stuff and uh that's when I made the decision to not use the T balls anymore. Oh yeah. Probably smart. Yeah, me and some other kid were just like, yo, let's have a fight like Ninja Turtles, but with our bats and like just hit each other with the bats. Oh shit. And I I swung right for his head, you know, just like as as a four year old would do. Like he just <laughs> You know, go for the head, and he went low and just right in the fucking nuts with the with the. It was an aluminum bat. It was like a pretty heavy bat, and I just saw stars, dude. Oh like, my god! I had no idea that that was like a painful spot I should be defending or anything. Now, just like now, you know, and knowing's yeah. knowing's half the battle. Dude, holy shit! I forgot all about that until just now. So you want to you want to wrap this one, dude? I feel like we've talked about legacy for so long now. We have. I mean, just guy, just guy Delver, Stoneforge Mystic, um, Merktide Regent. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of getting hit in the balls, I think that I'm going to be uh, starting to bartend at my my buddy's brewery. Dude, who dude. the the first time that I met him. Maybe not the first time, but very close to me meeting him, he punched me in the balls. <laughs> yep. So there we every, go. Every day at work, right before our stand-up, I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm going to be a bartender. Because, like, I bartended for for almost 10 years. You know, yeah. the next time we record, I'm going to be like, Ian, I closed on a Saturday at the brewery, and I made more in that night than I did in a full week of teaching. Like, we're going to have this conversation and you'd be like, yeah, like that's why everybody's like, why the hell are you still teaching? Yeah, dude. Like it's like the money is good. Like the money's fine bartending, you know, like it's not even about the, the money that I want to do it still. It's, it's about the social stuff. Like just like being on your feet, talking to people like busy. Cause like the time goes so fast cause you're so busy. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe it'd be different now I'm in my 30s than it was in my 20s, but, like, I, I just enjoyed bartending. Like, I, I never thought about it as work. It, it was just, like, fun, you know? I got you. Yeah, that, I mean, that seems like a good place to be. Look at it this, sucks this if you're young, slow, though. Young whippersnapper in his 30s. Wait, what are you saying? If it's slow. If you're bartending and it's slow, it's miserable. Oh, yeah, because then you're just standing there with nobody to talk to and nothing to do. Yeah. yeah. And not, you're not making any money. Anymore. Yeah. But if it's busy, it's just the fucking best thing, dude. I think you'll love it. Yeah, I have I have a lot more free time. <laughs> well, you're gonna be uh. So what what night should we plan to record? Uh, okay. Wednesday still works, but my custody is split fifty fifty, right. and we're rotating every two days. So like, right. I, so it's gonna be every other Wednesday. Yeah, or I mean, something? I can give you, I can give you the days that will work for me. We can find something to do yeah. like once once a week for sure. 
But, I mean, if we're going to make this a legacy podcast, like, we got to get together and play some legacy. Right. Dude, it's so funny. I met up with my friends. Uh, the, well, some people that were formerly Dark Confepidants were now the Hateful Eight, but uh, I met up with those guys in Acton this past weekend. And they're like, yo, let's play some Legacy. And I was like, nah, you know, we got time. Like, let's just let's just fucking chill and play some darts and shit. And we never ended up playing, like, any... Well, a couple people played Magic. I didn't. But I just, like, I was so happy to see everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is... I mean, you got back, what, last week? Yeah, yeah. like a week ago, Tuesday. That's, yeah. I was in Phoenix for five days, though. So I feel like I'm pretty much just got back. It is good to have you back. I'm like, I there are so like you know what I'm saying. Like, for guys who for, who have friends, you can literally like not talk to people for like a year, but as soon as something changes or like they you see like an update and you're like shit, like what's going on? All of those people that you used to be friends with, like you're now seeing them on a regular basis. I like definitely had like the bat signal go out where all of my friends have been dragging me out and it's been it's been oh awesome. nice yeah oh, that's cool man yeah where are your friends mostly North Shore <clears throat> uh, North Shore Southern New Hampshire oh no shit yeah yep um, I have Why a few friends in Wyndham uh, and they're all North Shore area but like like relocated to oh, there okay gotcha yep yeah cool man. Well, I guess we should probably wrap it then uh, and save something for next week since we're pretty much out of legacy content already. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been, we've been out of legacy content for a long time, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to post an episode and people are going to be like, oh, shit, they're back. Yeah. And for all of the people who are listening to this, uh, if you have recommendations or things you want us to talk about that have to do with legacy or anything else... Fucking throw it at us, because, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing this more. Yeah, we're going to get some guests back, getting back in the swing of things. I feel like this episode, man, like, honestly, like, this was just catching up, because I didn't know a lot of shit that was going on with you anymore. And yeah, it's, been, dude, it's, been, it's been a fucking, it's been a wild month. Yeah, yeah dude, I bet. Has it, has it only been a month, too? Uh, March March 17th was the day that I found out. So a little bit more Damn. than a month, yeah. Wow. Well, hang tight, bro. I'm, uh, I feel for you. I'm sure our fans feel for you. I'm sure both of them, Hackbert and Tom Cairns, feel bad for you. Well, I have I've, uh, more free time now. So maybe Tom is like, yes, if it takes, <laughs> if it takes this, then it was all worth it. So we're going to... We're gonna make sure we get a few more of these out, but I'm super excited for the pit, and I'm playing in the team tournament at TJ's in uh, two weeks. So um, I'm 100% playing Legacy in two weeks, and I'll probably play a little bit leading up to that. So I'll have something to talk about there. Sick. All right, bro. All right. So that's a wrap. Yep. Welcome back. Good to talk to you, and uh, that's a wrap. Good to talk to you, bro.